<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. Okay, Caviar Dreamers, we are back for another episode of the Margin Lex together. Talking about a lot of, she's cracking open a soiree. I love to crack open a soiree. Soiree all day. I know. I am drinking coffee. I finished my coffee, so I'm moving on to a tea heat out. Very nice. And I got some like weird little pube on my straw. Okay, pubes on your straw. That could cause me issues. I think it's actually really just like fluff from a sisal rug. But that's what I'm going to tell myself because I don't want intrusive thoughts about pubes in my mouth. Today, I wanted to discuss mental health things because I was talking the other day and, you know, people say I have these crazy thoughts. I'm like, that is not crazy thoughts. That's called intrusive thoughts. Yes, there's I a technical, even asked you. There's a technical word for it. And intrusive thoughts are these thoughts that come into your head that you can't get out, that they're irrational and probably not going to happen, but you don't know how to deal with them. So they're intrusive thoughts. They're intruding into your mind. Hmm. I, I get those. I think many people get intrusive thoughts and they're just like, what's wrong with me? What's happening? It's very common. How do you deal with intrusive thoughts? I think mine got worse after I had Nino. Like I was much yes. better before I had a kid. I Me like, too. was not as neurotic and insane. I think once you have a baby, especially like you feel like you're living with your heart on the outside of your body. So you're much more nervous. So I have insane thoughts. I also have insane thoughts if I drink too much alcohol because okay. then I get the fear and the anxiety. You see, you're lucky you never get the fear. The fear is like a real thing. It's a reason to not drink. Well, I've never, I don't drink, so I've never had that fear. Oh, it's horrible. Like you, everything just feels way worse. Like you think crazy things. Everything seems more difficult. You are anxious. It's rough. So is that alcohol paranoia? Because, you know, I'm not allowed to call it marijuana paranoia or I'll have everyone after me. No, I think it's I think you could call it the fear. It's like we used to call it the fear. It's like a it's it's like a scientific thing. You know, it's like marijuana paranoia is a scientific thing also. And by the way, not everybody gets that because I got a lot of backlash for that. And I don't want everyone to like, you know, but certain people can't smoke or do things. They need, you know, different things to relax or take things because paranoia is a thing. I'm sorry. 
No, paranoia is a thing for sure. Paranoia is a massive thing and it definitely can be induced by the misuse of substances. Yes. So uh, by the way, because I'm not a vice shamer. I mean, everyone has a vice. I know that's been a weird thing recently. People are very like... Everyone's sensitive. I can't say anything. Anybody thinks I anytime I say anything, it's just generalization. A blanket statement. A blanket statement. Nothing I say about anything is a blanket statement, but that we're not even talking about that. We're talking about intrusive no. thoughts. I'm going to tell you... What are yours? Well, I mean, I don't even want to say them out loud just in case they come true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll give you one from a long time ago. And this was so irrational. I remember uh, this This one. is a very funny one. I was with my son, his best friend. Yes, and my kids do talk to me. And my son, who I birthed, has always lived with me. And we're extremely close and spend most days together on the weekends when he's not working. Yeah. When he comes over, you know, to eat and drive my car. We're in Anguilla. We're taking a boat, a private boat to St. Bart's. And I was responsible for his friend, who is the son of one of my very neurotic friends. I'm just putting that out there. And Joe and myself were on this boat that's probably too small to cross the choppy waters with these two guys who I, I knew very well because we would go to Anguilla all the time and they would always drive us. We get on their boat and I don't want to question them. Is this boat too small? But I'm looking at them and I'm wearing all my jewelry. And this one other couple shared the boat with us and they were from like Arkansas and and they were so sweet and they were on their honeymoon and they're all excited. But Joe realizes, hey, maybe the water's a little choppy. These guys are like, no, 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 we're fine. Well, no life jackets come out. No, nothing. The water's so choppy. We are bouncing. My kids are on the front. They're getting flown in the air. You know, but they're laughing. They think it's fine. They're like 16. I'm like shitting my pants. And all I'm thinking is these guys are going to be like, I'm going to throw you overboard. Yeah. Or I'm going to kill your kids. Yeah. And I... Unless you give me your jewelry. I mean, that's I'm extreme. Gonna, you know, extreme. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but that's like an intrusive thought. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, you know, someone's going to have to go overboard, you know, just thinking because we're in the middle of the ocean. We're no. helpless. And then you think it through. That's the other thing. It's like you have the first thought, but mm -hmm. then it goes to the second, third, 20. Yeah, 100. I think through the whole thing. I'm going to rape your wife. You Ooh, know, Joe is not. That gonna, escalated quickly. Yes, it escalated very quickly. Like all these crazy thoughts. Yeah. I wouldn't try rape Joe's wife because Joe's pretty hot. Yes, exactly. But I'm just thinking, and these guys are like, we're friends. But I'm thinking this because I felt very vulnerable in the middle of the ocean and I'm getting these intrusive, crazy thoughts. Yes. And those are intrusive thoughts. Now, they're not realistic. These guys don't want to kill us. They don't want to kill my kids. They no. know us. I know them for years. But in that moment, I didn't have to deal with them. I'm sweating. I'm having anxiety. I'm having this. I'm having that. All I would say is like, Marge, you're a nutcase, you know, because I would yes. always have these kind of ridiculous kind of thoughts. But those are called intrusive thoughts. See, and this that was is from years why ago. I stopped watching SVU or whatever it's called, SUV. What the heck is it called? The law and order thing. I stopped watching that because it would give me intrusive thoughts. I don't watch Dateline 2020. I don't really watch anything that might scare me. Like I open Instagram and they're like, you know, mother of two kidnapped from like gas station. I'm like, oh, I'm never putting gas in my car again. Exactly. I try not to read things that could give me intrusive thoughts because I know I'm susceptible to them. Exactly. So there's just certain things. Certain people are more susceptible to intrusive thoughts. There's statistics that could show that the likelihood of certain things happening. There's things that you could do when you get these intrusive thoughts or to work on your mental health. Like, believe it or not, go for a walk because your eyes have to go left and right. And that does something to a part of your brain. Wow. That I didn't actually know that. calms you down. Yes. I read this recently. I was like, no wonder when I say I go for a walk, yeah, you know you how like I always, walk. I you love like a, a good walk. 
I always feel better. The way it tempers your breathing and it's something the way with your eye movement because it has to go left to right, something it's scanning something. Hmm. It does something to your brain. That's really interesting. That calms your brain and, and does something. So I think that's why I pace. You are I'm a, a pacer, massive pacer. And it makes me feel better. You are a tremendous pacer. I'll never forget when you were recovering once from plastic surgery and you weren't supposed to leave the house and you paced on the phone all day and we checked and you'd done something like 30,000 steps inside yeah, your yeah, own yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked many miles inside my house. I wasn't supposed to, but I was pacing probably because I was anxious and it made yeah. you feel better. So just so you know, people, intrusive thoughts, anxiety, walking is something that actually makes you feel better. Not pacing in a rapid fashion around your house like I do. But yeah, that's just psychotic going, behavior. That's, yeah, that's more psychosis. But getting outside of your house, mm-hmm. breathing the fresh air, something the way your eyes go left to right, tracking, does something to the, I can't, how do you say that part of your brain? A-M-A-G, Amelgada, whatever. I, I don't can't know, I host a podcast name, not a brain surgeon. Yeah, oh, but you play one on TV. Yes, that that really helps you. So I don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves with these intrusive thoughts. It's extremely common. But if you're getting these intrusive thoughts, you have to temper your breathing. You could also start tapping. Does anybody know about tapping? I learned about tapping. You know, all of these Mm -hmm. things, you tap, 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 tap in the middle of your forehead. I know about tapping your chest. It actually calms you down. They've taught children this. You tap on your shoulders. There's different parts of when you're sitting here talking. I'm tapping to you right now. Tapping is a way of dealing with anxiety. I'm telling everybody this because everybody's very stressed. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in everybody's life. Everybody's in a crisis. I mean, we have stuff going on in Turkey. I feel like you're about to land a plane. I am. I am. By the way, I'm I'm just like pointing across the room. Crossing and there's tapping and all sorts of things going on. But you actually feel better once you start doing the tapping. No, the tapping is true. My um, stepdaughter had to tap in her art therapist, which is a very funny story. She's a very little girl and we sent her to art therapy, but we pretended it was art class. And then a couple of years later, she was like, remember when you used to send me to therapy because I was crazy and I needed to tap? And we were like, oh, we hit that one well. Yes, exactly. But everyone is stressed. But I also want people to not feel guilty about not relaxing in relaxing scenarios because I have a very hard time. You know, I am wound so tight. Like I don't relax in a massage. I cannot relax in yoga. Yoga is the least relaxing thing to me. When I'm in that downward dog, I am going through a laundry list of things I haven't done. And not only am I going through a laundry list of things I've never done, I'm going through a list of stupid things I did like when I was five years old. I could think of like every stupid comment, every time I was embarrassed, every time I felt humiliation or shame, they all come flooding back in situations where I'm supposed to relax. So what's relaxing to me is spin class that's or actually, something like that. You know like what that. that's actually called? The Margaret moment. Huh. So when you go see the movie, Are You There, Guides Me, Margaret? I'm going to do a plug for that since that's my namesake. It's called The Margaret moment. Everybody should go see that movie. Next. Yeah. No, but it's that's It's when you true. feel insecure. Yes. Or awkward at any point in your life. Growing, you know, that you're thinking back at those moments. That's a Margaret moment. I think I have had so many Margaret moments. It's awful. And I still continue to have them. And I could think of it and uh, like I get short of breath. I get flushed. I get embarrassed. But at relaxing moments, those are the thoughts that come to my head. So things that 
I'm not good at relaxing. And I also get shamed into it. Like when I go for a massage, like they're always like, relax, relax. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you think I came in to try not to relax? Like, see how I know I'm we have relaxed thinking we have about not relaxing. relaxing guilt. Yeah, I, I'm not good. So to me, like I relax like in a hardcore nightclub with crazy music pumping, I'm very relaxed then dancing. I'm very relaxed in spin class when there's like loud house music. It's more relaxing to me to listen to house music than like Enya, Arinoco Flow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Who's, I'm the, not, who's the last person? The Arinoco Flow. That's like the classic relaxation music. Well, I've obviously I don't listen to Arno. Wow, I'm going to send that to you. That's like 1980s, like classic. You'll know it when you hear it, but it doesn't relax me. What do you do for your wellness? Do you think the most? My most relaxing thing to do. uh, Mentally, I have to just unwind. I like to, you know, which is my favorite thing to do, you know, sit in my living room. Yes. And watch something on my television, be it a Netflix, something I'm binging. Nothing that causes me too much stress. Nothing that a show that's going to give me anxiety because shows could give me, you know, some kind of anxiety and just sit there cuddled up and just really just chill because then I could zone out. I need to be able to like mentally zone out and not think about anything else. Electronics people like phone, not TV as much, but smaller electronics give you anxiety. And if you don't believe this, that's why they say, a lot of flashing lights and nightclubs could give you a seizure. Do you ever mm-hmm. see those warning signs? These the things epilepsy. affect your brain. Yes. And your brain chemistry. And your brain chemistry. That's why ADHD is, they say kids have it more. Kids have a lot more electronics. They play a lot more games. Yeah. Famous neurologist. My son saw when he was little. I'm going to say his name, Dr. Bruce Roseman. He was a little kooky. Mm-hmm. I love him. He was amazing. Um, and he had seen a lot of patients not it wasn't my kid. My kid didn't do a lot of electronics because he just not happened to like them and he would lose them all the time. So maybe that's why. <laughs> but Bruce, we spoke a lot. I was always very interested in him because I saw so many different kinds of kids in his office and everything else. And he said the number one issue with kids with ADHD was the video games. And I do believe that. And I think us as adults, we're always on our phone. We're always looking at our phone. And I noticed that I have become a little more disconnected and my thoughts are more jumbled. Yes. And so that's why I'm saying I think it causes you not to be as relaxed. I don't really watch that much TV because it's the least relaxing thing for me because I can't focus. Focus. And I carry around a tremendous amount of guilt that like, obviously I'm a single mom at the moment. If I'm set like just doing nothing, which I guess watching television is not doing something you're invested in a show. I just find that really hard. Like there's something more productive I could be doing. I like have a a a productivity problem. Like I feel like I always have to be productive. And that's like, I grew up with a mom that is list driven and like loves nothing more than a good list. Christmas morning when I'm opening all the presents and stuff or like birthday presents, she has a list to write down the name. You've seen me do this at Nina's yes. birthday too. The name and who gave the present. So there's an efficiency when it comes to the thank you cards. And I feel like I, I'm in a constant power struggle in my life between guilt, productivity, and efficiency. Being a parent is painful because children are the most 
inefficient creatures of all time, those little fuckers. Like, <laughs> they pee slow, they shit slow, they eat slow, they need repeated out. Like, it's just hard. Like, and I, I saw a woman this weekend at the zoo when I was in Nino, and I could tell she felt the same. Our eyes connected over how long it took for our children to wash hands. And I said to her, inefficiencies of children. And she said, number one pain in my life. We connected. Well, I mean, I think that's men also. Uh, well, well, they're just overgrown children. Let's they just are loop them all children. together. Unless it's a gay man. Yes. They're much more efficient. Much more efficient. Straight men, not so efficient. Again, gay men, Another reason I, I like to be single because gay men don't want to go out with me and I'm only attracted to gay men. Like, obviously, the efficiencies and productivity. But that's the thing. I always have guilt like... Then I have guilt that I'm like wishing Nina was quicker. And it's like, just let him be a kid. He doesn't have to operate like no, he's because that's running a Fortune 500. You know, we've caused ourselves this stress because it's not relaxing. No, life has become very not relaxing. But that's not fun all the time. We have to, we have to calm it down. So what we're telling our we're telling ourselves to calm down. We need you guys because we have to enjoy our life. Lexi, we have to be like our <laughs> European selves. We were just recently in Portugal. We were. A beautiful trip. Portugal Lexi, so much more relaxed. Yes, Portugal Lexi was so much more relaxed. Because she was drunken out till 6.30 in the morning in discotheques. It was amazing. It was perfect. Back to my roots. Back to her roots. That's where I excel. There there is a different way to live. And I feel like we've become so hustle, hustle. That's what I'm saying. On the phone, feeling like you can't just enjoy the moment. Well, I think also because of just the way that life is, this working from home shit, might, really, it might have been worse. It's much worse because we're all accessible all the time and we don't switch up. It's funny. And I'm guilty of this. Someone sent me an email the other day. My workday ends at 4.30, so I can't take your call at whatever time I'd ask for. And my first reaction was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Your workday ends at 4.30. We're and like shaming someone that they want to have a life. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I was like, wow, good for them. Lex, you're a bitch. Like, how nasty are you that, like, you, like, almost shame someone for setting a boundary? It's boundaries. Yes. It's boundaries. We don't we, set good boundaries We now. have to have better boundaries with ourselves because that's important for your mental health. Here we're talking about mental health, intrusive thoughts. Well, guess what? People, your mental health is so important. You have to take time for it. So, you know what? You got to get your sleep. You have a good sleeper. sleeper. Well, I get more sleep now. I know I don't operate well on not a, a good amount of sleep. I operate better on less sleep. Well, you think you do. No, I do. And it's funny. I say this all the time. If I get too much sleep, I'm like, it's my prime sleep is like six hours. But can I tell you for weight loss? Yeah. For mental, they say you have to sleep about eight hours. I'm not good I, on I eight know. hours is too much for me. I am better if they I say get up for like maintaining morning, your weight, your mental health, re, you know, regenerating, rejuvenating your body, you really need to get that in. I believe it. But I know personally, I operate better if I go to bed on the later side, like around the 11 o'clock mark, like midnight and wake up at six. Like I'm better with that. And I need to work out before anyone else wakes up. I need to achieve a goal early in the morning, the days that I work out before I start my day, I am 6,000% more productive. No, I believe it. I and feel- I eat better because I set myself up for the day. I, I agree with that. So let's talk about some other tools because I think a lot of people do suffer. There is like 
people with their anxiety. So many people I come across with or have anxiety. They don't they feel ashamed of their anxiety or they don't want to take medication, you know, which, you know, medication's not for everybody, some other natural things. And you told me a very interesting thing, which I might have to use in some situations mm-hmm. coming up. You know, when you have your you're so pissed off, you want to scream and yell, your flight or fight response. Like so what tell me some things that you just Found out about. Yeah, I was talking to our friend Jessica, who's actually doing a course in this now. She's going to be certified in this like flight, fight, fawn, like fawn response. Fear. What's it called? Flight, fight, not all the Fs. Fuck it. That's what I say. Fuck it. She's going to be trained in this like special traumatic like counseling, which handles like responses and reactions. And she told me something really interesting because I was saying there might be a certain situation coming up in your future where you want to keep a very cool, controlled temper. And we've spoken to like Rebecca Rose Woodland, who is on the podcast. She is like a high pressure courtroom attorney, like how she manages her emotions in like situations. Because I do think it's hard to keep you cool in these days. We're all under a lot of pressure. And she told me that there's certain breathing things you could do. We've all heard that before. That makes sense. But you can also do a Kegel. A Kegel. Which I'm doing right now. Who would have thunk it? A Kegel could help you in a flight or fight response. Tighten you your vagina. Squeeze that. Men little, even have Kegels. Squeeze that those little, little bladders up. Squeeze it. Squeeze the pee holes. And then when you release, it's like, huh. like it's like a huh. I'm over the I'm over the hump of one into like you know. So you tense up your cell you and clench. then release. Clench, release. So when you're about to scream in your partner's face or your Face with something very stressful. Just squeeze it. Squeeze it. Kegel squeeze and then it. release. And then release. But it's funny. We, we've we been talking a lot with my friends and their kids also. And my girlfriends are complaining this week about, you know, how their kids are learning all these different things, how to manage emotions at school. One of and, my friends, and I just want to talk about how old these kids are. These are freaking four-year-olds. Three and four-year-olds. Now, this, this is the new world. I mean, four-year-olds have to talk about managing their emotions. Yes. Well, mine doesn't. Mine tells me to go fuck myself. And that's a big problem. And he calls me a fucking beaver. I I mean, he's very creative. He is. And I'm okay with that because the alternative to that is saying, mommy, you are dipping into my bucket right now, my red bucket. They're teaching kids in schools about red and green energy buckets and frustrated dipping into people's buckets. I'm the kind of person that like you come to my bucket, it's going all the way over your fucking head. And then <laughs> I'm going to hit like, you with it. So my kid calling me a fucking beaver tracks for me. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay we'll, just with stick that. Them, we'll stick them in the corner. Yeah. And that's it. But it is true. Like, no, so just say how now. they say. They say you have a red bucket. What do they say? A red bucket and a green bucket. And you have to, like, you you can say you're dipping into my red bucket. I'm feeling frustrated with you. And another one of my friend's kids said that they had to get the wiggles out and they needed to just go do some meditation. I do think it's good. I do think kids need to, like, learn. And Nino and I do, like, sit and breathe and, like, talk very much about our emotions. Even when I don't want to, he talks at me about his emotions. Even when I'm like, go away. I couldn't care less what you think right now. You are so under my skin. He still talks at me. He does not take the hint. But now I do think we, we're going to have to teach kids to manage their emotions much younger because the pressures start so much younger and the influences that they're seeing, they're seeing things that like kids just weren't exposed to years ago, like cartoons that stimulate different parts of their brain that they see that maybe are a little too old for them. It's like, it's a different world that we're dealing with right now. 
No, I agree. And I think that we as adults are seeing things that we're not used to. There's a lot of frightening things. Well, that's it, because the news now is constant all the time from everywhere. Also, like when you were young, you heard about things that happened, but you weren't like opening your phone every two minutes and like being bombarded 24 hours a day with atrocities. Yeah, atrocities. You'd have to turn on the television or the radio. And also, I think there's a feeling of helplessness because there are a lot of atrocities that you don't feel like you could really do a lot about with the way the world has gone. So it's a very, it's a very weird thing. I have like thoughts where I'm like, should I just move to an island? Fuck it. Live off the land in a caftan and just like drink rum out of a coconut all day and raise Nino on the beach. But in my head, it looks like, you know, a Slim Aaron's photograph where like I'm in a caftan and Nino's hair is sandy blonde and there's handsome men around me and we're in a commune and it's glamorous, but the reality would not be that. No, I'm the reality, you'd have tons of bug bites. It'd be like Swiss Family be, Robinson. Yeah, exactly. You'd be sweating and it would be absolutely horrific. No, I think what we have to do, and, and it's important for us to talk about this because a lot of people do write to me is like, how do you hold it together? How do you keep it together? You have to unplug. You have to disconnect. Now, I don't care if it's an hour a day, if it's 15 minutes a day, go lay down. You know, if you're a young mother, a new mother, an old mother like me, <laughs> an old motherfucker, <laughs> an old motherfucker. like me, um, you have to disconnect from the world yes. and, and really just just do what you veg out. Take a break from social media. Take a break from the atrocities of the world. Take a walk. Lay on the sofa. Tap it out. Do your Kegels. Do whatever. Rub it out if that makes yeah, you feel better. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other story. That is um, super relaxing. And I guess I don't do enough of that either. That could be the problem. I give be, my like my that's warm, relaxing thing of the day. Every Sex day. is very relaxing, people. And you don't have to do it only at night. You know, I love a good morning or an afternoon. I think that's I don't like to Joe be squeezed after dinner. I think Joe and I are relaxed because of that. You do have a lot of sex. How many times I like a week to do, do you have sex? I mean, it depends on the week. I mean, this week we really didn't do it a lot because I was out more for work, you know, mm. but I was like, I think we only had sex like twice this week. Now, if you and he complained this morning, I was like, Joe, re- relax. Hey, I got a wax. Now, if you don't have a lot of sex in the week early on, does he make you catch up at the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes a little catch up then. Mm. He likes a little catch up. But we are not late night people, which I've spoken about this before. Yeah. No squeezing. No squeezing after a big meal. Mm-mm. No late at night. We're very tired. Yes. It has to be like before dinner, disco nap time or like in the morning. But sex is a big release, very relaxing. And, you know, I think it's underrated. People don't realize that we're everybody's a sexual being. Well, wasn't And if you don't have a partner, you do it yourself. What's that movie with Nicole Kidman where like they used to take hysterical women back in the day and then like give them an orgasm to relieve them of the hysteria. This is like a legit movie. I didn't yes, make it was. this up. I think it might've been called hysteria or something. Yeah. I don't even know what it was, but it's true. You know, an orgasm does really calm and clear your brain. It's like a reset button. It is. But you have to have time for them. That's well, where I, I struggle. I didn't have any time. You do. You do. You drop your kid at school. You don't have to run right to the office. And I, you don't have to run right to the back of the house. There's you don't always, have to run, exactly, right, run the right over. There's always something more important going on. It's oh, the priority. You know what? You have to make yourself a priority because 
If you don't take care of yourself, who will? You can't be good yes. for everybody else if you don't take care of yourself. That's very true. That's very true. And that's but what I, feel I like taking said. care of my outward appearance is important. But your inner self has to be taken care of. If I was to take care of my inner self, I'd have to do some deep work and look, and that might be unhealthier for me. So we're just going <laughs> to live in a very shallow space right now and not do any self-work. No, I self think preservation. No, I think it's very important. You know what else also feels good? A good cry. Oh, I'm a good crier. If I get a good cry out, I feel a lot better. People shouldn't feel bad if they cry. It was very funny. I was it was very cute. I did something the other day with my fabulous Dolores and her mom and uh, myself and my mother. And I said to Dolores and her mother, we did a great collab together. And I said to Dolores, and mother, did you guys cry? And they're like, no. And I was like, <laughs> it was so funny because me and my mother are such criers. You know, it's very funny. I always like to see how people cry because I'm a good crier at like a good mood. Like some things don't make me cry. Like I am a little hard. But like Beaches, the movie Beaches, yes, like, I love if it. you don't cry at Beaches, you have serious issues. Yes. And one of my high school friends didn't used to cry at Beaches. And I used to be like, one day this girl could kill me in my sleep. Like if you don't cry at that, you're a sicko. Like that is an emotional movie. Yes. So by the way, if any of you have not cried at Beaches, don't write to us. Yeah. Not <laughs> like, into, yeah. Or maybe with, you never even saw Beaches. Oh, sleep with one eye open. Yeah. Or, or watch Beaches. And, so what are you going to do this weekend to relax? This weekend to relax. I have a lot going on this weekend. This weekend, we have an, well, this weekend, I have a bridal shower mm -hmm. that I have to attend. One of my dear friends who are, her and her husband were at my first wedding, which was magnificent. Still one of the happiest days of my life. I'm not going to lie. I never looked so good to the lovely Jan Josephs, who's since passed away, which is very sad. But it's so nice to have that history with this couple, the Lance and Deb. Their daughter's getting married and they were there and, you know, they know me since I'm, you know, 27 years old. Before that, they know me since I'm 24. Lance happens to be one of my favorite people. The first time I ever heard Lance's voice and you were on the phone with him and, you know, from the garment district and he calls you and he goes, Mark, it's Lance. Are you back from your vacation? I know. Oh, I, oh, know. I love him. So it's nice to have a history. Someone said, I'm going to be going to a bridal shower and I will be crying because their their beautiful daughter's getting married, Carly. And I will be there. And my other son, my oldest stepson, who does have a full-time job during the week, he still does wedding videos and videography on the weekend. He will be videotaping it. So it's like our life has come full circle. Yeah. So he'll be there. So it's, you know, they'll be crying and he'll feel good. I feel like I do a lot of crying lately. I'm very sentimental I think in my life. I think you had a big tragedy that, puts things into perspective. Yes. And I feel like it as sad as it was to lose my ex-husband, I think it put a lot of my life in perspective. I think I'm a lot calmer since he died. I think you are too. I think because it changed the way I see things. Yeah. I made a very conscious choice this year also to say yes to things because I feel like I said no to a lot of things. And do you think that's because Jan died? I think it definitely made me think more about like, how quick everything can be over. Like I lost my father very young. So your son lose his father around the same age. And then we had another tragedy of someone else. Just died. Yes, just died. So close. like all kids around the same age as I was, I think that then put into perspective, like, wow, like you've forgotten how precious life is because it just reminded me. So I'm saying yes to a lot more things that I previously would have made excuses not to go to. And it's reminded me of the things that I've missed out on. 
like worrying about making sure things are done and like the world's not going to collapse if you take a break. You no, know? The, no, it's not. And I just want to say the other thing is, as by the time this airs, I think my commercial will air already that I did for Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yes. You know, it's about Margaret moments and the Margaret moments, which is so great because I feel like that was the Judy Bloom book was my favorite book growing up. And it is about when you're a young little girl and it's those awkward, insecure moments where you feel like your life is going to be over and you just don't know how you're going to go on. It it prepares you for other moments in your life because those bad moments make the happy moments so much better. Yeah, you have to have both. You have to have both in life. And I feel like later on in life, tragedies happen and you feel like you don't know how you're going to go on, but you realize you're resilient because you look back at all different parts of your life Mm -hmm. and you've got through a lot and you got through the horrible death of your father. And I've come through so much divorce. My now the my father, kids passed away. I I mean, bankruptcies in my business, just endless endless track, but you pull through, you're stronger. And I think you're more grateful for the happy times. The happy times are so much happier. I think that resilience, I've said this to you a thousand times, is the world's most underrated quality. It is. But I think I want everyone to realize that you guys are resilient. And I want everyone to see this movie. It sounds so crazy, not just because I wound up doing the commercial. It is so good. It's so amazing. And I think it takes you back into a time when you were young and innocent and you're a little child and a little girl or just a little person and all the awkward moments and you think that your life can't go on and you realize that that it does and that everything is going to be okay. And you look back at your life with humor and it's so multi-generational. I just want to end it there and just say is like, take care of your mental health. Enjoy every minute. Take time for yourself. And I just love coming to you every week with new content. Yeah. And don't you wish for the problems you had when you were like an 11-year-old girl singing into your hairbrush? Because I do. Yeah, me too. If my biggest like upset right now is that Tony Davis didn't call me back, that'd be amazing. Exactly. So just live in the moment. And uh, me me too. Me worrying about that I I couldn't find a bikini and they made me wear one piece to go swim in the lake. (laughs) Those are the days. Those are the good days. Those are the days. And again, subscribe, download, leave a review, DM us. We love it. Yes. Any questions, any topics you guys may have. Except if you didn't cry beaches, don't write to us. Yeah, don't write to us. (laughs) Okay. You psycho. Yeah. Love you, Caviar Dreamers. Love you. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers.